Playoff experience is considered valuable to most NFL general managers. So who could Adam Peters be targeting from this year's wildcard weekend? That and more on today's episode of Locked on Commanders. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome into this episode of Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much for making Locked On Commanders your first listen of the day every day. And don't forget that you can subscribe for free on YouTube or wherever you're listening to this podcast. And you can continue this conversation with me by becoming a Locked On Commanders insider. Go to joinsubtext.com slash Locked On Commanders. And from there, you'll get text messages directly from me. Send them directly to me. We got questions, answers, inside information, news analysis, exclusive content, all kinds of one-on-one conversations. Just go to joinsubtext.com slash commanders today to sign up. We've had a very strong influx of new insiders since the offseason began, so I want to welcome all of you. Thank you for taking the trip with me. I uh, hope you enjoy it and certainly enjoy having you on board. I'm David Harrison, credential member of the media covering the Washington Commanders for Washington and for CommanderCountry.com, part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. I'm here with you every Monday through Friday, along with our everydayers. As always, appreciate your continued support for the show. Today's episode brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create your account, use the code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. On today's episode, we're talking about two players from each of the Monday night football games happening today. To, wipe, to wrap up the wildcard weekend that Adam Peters, new Washington Commanders general manager, could target this offseason. But first, we've got one from each of the teams that's already played. This is our first real full-on free agent episode here of Locked On Commanders. More free agent episodes will be coming down the pike. I'll be ranking the, the free agents. We'll be looking at scheme fits once we know what the scheme should look like and, and all those kinds of things. So a lot of exciting things coming on the horizon as far as personnel is concerned. But... Wild card matchups always presents well playoff matchups always present an interesting opportunity to look at players that are coming from teams that obviously have at least a short track record of success. When you look at teams like the Houston Texans, not, you know, not known as one of the more dominant teams of their time, but certainly a successful season. And then they come in and they handle business at home, defeating the Cleveland Browns 45 to 14 to kick off the wild card festivities. Joe Flacco, Cleveland Browns quarterback. Uh, his grandpa, Joe Magic, is over. C.J. Stroud, D'Amico Ryans, uh, the quarterback and head coach of the Houston Texans. Their magic is going to continue into the divisional round uh, next weekend. And when you look at the Houston Texans list of potential free agents, and these are guys who have expiring contracts who may or may not be re-signed or may or may not decide to come back to their current franchise, I'm looking at tight end Dalton Schultz. So former Dallas Cowboys tight end. This is a guy that we talked about last offseason. You know, certainly liked the tight end room of Logan Thomas, John Bates, Cole Turner. Had more excitement about Cole Turner, I think, than than what actually came to fruition, unfortunately. And I know that I'm not alone uh, in being a little disappointed in how much we did or didn't see uh, Cole Turner. But Dalton Schultz is a guy. He's been around a little bit. He's always been kind of a solid tight end option for his quarterback going back to his days with the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, and while the Texans beat the proverbial breaks off of the Cleveland Browns, uh, Dalton Schultz uh, had one catch in the game with uh, worth 37 yards. Yeah, but that 37 yards was a 37-yard touchdown. So you may not have seen a lot of him, but certainly added value uh, to that team. He had a, he has, He's on a one-year deal in Houston for this season and uh, getting his first playoff game with them, obviously, this go-around. And, you know, look, uh, coming from the Dallas Cowboys, who are now going home, he's playing with Houston, who's going on to the divisional round, certainly happy 
with that decision. In the regular season, Schultz collected 59 receptions, 635 yards, five touchdowns. He is projected to earn around $11 million per year on his next contract, according to SpotTrack. Um, so that's going to be an interesting number to, to try to talk about. But certainly a guy, when you look at the tight end room now with the 2023 you know, results on, you can't be confident that you have a true uh, column the number one tight end or a truly uh, effective tight end for whoever your quarterback is moving into the future. And most people seem to be in agreement that it's going to be a young quarterback one way or another. So you certainly want to have reliable tight end play um, in, in, in that room. Looking at the Cleveland Browns side of that first wild card matchup, I'm looking at a veteran here. I'm looking at Zadarius Smith, edge rusher. And Zadarius Smith is, is a guy that you might remember from the preseason because we were all worried about how much damage he was going to do. Uh, against young Sam Howell and, and how 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 well or unwell the Washington Bears offensive line was going to be able to hold up against him and his buddies. Well, while the Texans ride into the divisional round of the playoffs, uh, Cleveland's uh, ride unfortunately comes to an end and they'll come back next year hoping that Deshaun Watson is healthy and, and able to play up to the level that they thought he was going to when they paid him all that money. But the commanders are looking to rebuild their roster. And, you know, we when, when we talk rebuild, we always look at younger guys. We look at draft capital, players that are, you know, under 28, 29 years old, things like that. But a few well-placed veterans can really help kind of accelerate that process. It gives you a little bit of a stopgap. You know, we bring in this veteran here. We don't need, you know, we don't need to, to invest draft capital necessarily at the top end of this position group for a year or two. And you kind of roll the dice on on roll on on hoping that they stay healthy. And obviously, health is always a big issue. And the bottom line is you can't. You can't secure top depth at every position group. So you just have to hope that when the injury bug bites, it bites you in a place where you're deep, not shallow. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. But with a guy like Zadarius Smith, you're talking about a guy who's been around. He's been on multiple teams. He's had he's seen multiple locker rooms, multiple leadership styles, and he's produced really in, in every single one of them. Um, he's going to be older, obviously, but brings that proven ability to produce and leadership that comes with that experience uh, in the locker room. Additionally, if the Baltimore Ravens uh, defense coordinator, Mike McDonald, becomes the new head coach of the Washington Commanders, which he's still at the top of my preferred list, Ben Johnson's certainly making himself uh, more than enough of a case, wouldn't be upset with either of those guys. But if it's Mike McDonald that gets the job, or if it's Ben Johnson that gets the job and they bring in an odd front defense, um, Smith has familiarity with that type of a defensive scheme. I think he's better off as a stand-up outside linebacker versus a hand-in-the-ground defensive end. And Mike McDonald, and Zedaria Smith were actually together for a time with the Baltimore Ravens. So this is a guy that they would both know the culture that they're coming from, the culture that they're trying to instill here in Washington and potentially be able to make that impact again. 2024, maybe 2025, you know, he's not going to be here long. You are going to eventually replace him, kind of have that plan, uh, kind of wanting to have a plan at least uh, in place from the time you bring him in. But at least for that one or two years you have him, he would kind of help you spread out the youth, spread out the draft picks, uh, to other positions and not have to see or not have to spend so much um, on that position early on. So uh, three Pro Bowls in the last five years for Zadarius, uh, you know, kind of bouncing around a little bit. He did suffer a, uh, an injury in, with uh, while he was with the Green Bay Packers that kind of ended his time there. Um, only played 59% of defensive snaps this season for the Cleveland Browns. So I really think this is a guy who's going to be looking to to make a move to get somewhere where he can get a little bit more playing time. Um, as well, whereas Dalton Schultz, look, I mean, I mean, I wouldn't blame Dalton if he wants to come back to the Houston Texans uh, and, and certainly make a deal uh, to come there. So I don't know how likely it is that Dalton Schultz will actually be looking for a new home um, this offseason. But Zadarius Smith, I think, is a guy that will be looking for uh, a new home. So potentially a veteran that could fit there 
with what Adam Peters is trying to do with the Washington Commanders. Again, this is all preliminary because we don't know schemes. We don't know mentalities. So we got to wait for that. But just as you're watching these games, just remember that there are guys on these rosters that could potentially become available and come to Washington uh, because, yeah, the days of Washington being uh, pariah, being a destination that people avoid. I think those days are, are over and, and some of those relationships will be able to kind of fade into past, hopefully. So there are three more games that have already been played, two more games that have to be played. I've got one free agent from each side of every single one of those matchups coming up for you next year on today's episode of Locked on Commanders. This episode is brought to you by Game Time. And at Game Time, or Game Time thinks anyway, that you shouldn't have to worry about buying tickets when you want to go to a big event. Game Time is the fastest and the easiest way to buy tickets for all your sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. And they've got killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. You can see the view from your seat before you buy it, so you know exactly what you're getting yourself into and exactly what to expect when you arrive to the venue. That all-in pricing shows your total upfront, so you know what, what kind of great deal you're getting before you even hit the checkout. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event, and even in, an hour after it starts in some situations. It is the place for you to find those last-minute seats. And the Game Time Guarantee means you'll always get the best price if you find tickets for the same event, same row, same uh, section. For less money, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets, with Game Time, download the Game Time app, create an account, use the promo code Locked On for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem the code L O C K E D O N for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Today's episode is also brought to you by Jace Medical, who presents to you their Jace case, an opportunity for you to be as prepared as possible during one of the worst flu seasons in recent memory. I know we come to sports to escape from the crazy realities of real life, but we do also need to make sure that our real life is taken care of. And the best way to take care of your real life is to be prepared for as many things as you can. And you don't want to run into supply shortages, pharmacy shortages, whether that means you can't leave the house or get to where you need to go to get to whatever it is that you need to get. The Jay's case packs five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, among others. And this stuff can happen to anybody. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board certified physician and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than it is today. Go to jacemedical.com. Use the offer code locked on to get $20 off your order. Again, jacemedical.com. Continuing on with today's episode of Locked On Commanders. Thanks for making Locked On Commanders your first listener, first view today and every day. Every day is come back tomorrow. We'll have another episode, hopefully a little bit of news on the coaching front, maybe some more interviews, and we'll do a deeper dive, a restacking of our coaching candidates, uh, so to speak, because there have been some new names added since the last time that we did that here on the program. Locked On has also launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Continuing our wild card round of free agency, uh, take you know, look at some guys who are coming up on their contracts uh, here at the end of the regular season. We took a look at two players already from the uh, Houston Texans-Cleveland Browns contest. Now we're going to flip over to the other AFC wild card 
uh, contest this weekend that's already been played, the Chiefs and the Miami Dolphins. The uh, Kansas City Chiefs winning that game 26-7, to and I think the cold weather absolutely impacts the uh, the Miami Dolphins. If you checked out the Locked On NFL episode on Friday, which uh, I host with my usual co-host, Tony Wiggins, unfortunately he was sick, uh, so we had uh, we had Gino, uh, or sorry, we had Louis DiBiase of Locked On Eagles come through uh, in a pinch and, and co-host with me, but we talked about this game. We talked about all these games, but specifically this, this Kansas City Chiefs-Miami Dolphins game, talked about the weather and the impact that it could have on such a high-flying offense like the one that Miami likes to field. Plus, when you go through kind of the Miami Dolphins history, this season, when you take one of these weapons off the field for Tua Tungabailoa and for Coach Mike McDaniel's offense, um, it really impacts things. You know what I mean? It's not like uh, one of these offenses that can just kind of take, you know, losing one player and still be a fairly relatively, you know, dangerous offense. Really, when you take one weapon off that Dolphins team this season, it really changes who they are uh, as a team. So losing Jalen Waddle, while obviously Tyreek Hill is the better, uh, you know, more productive receiver of the two. Losing Jalen Waddle was not a small deal, and that coupled with the icy conditions, the cold conditions, I think just completely took away the Miami Dolphins' opportunities to win this game. So the Kansas City Chiefs progress. The Miami Dolphins go home, but the Kansas City Chiefs do have some expiring contracts on their roster at the end of the season, and one of them is someone that I know fairly well, safety Mike Edwards. Uh, in, in spectacularly frigid conditions, Mike Edwards was able to come up with a big play. He was on the field for 61 of his team's defensive snaps on Saturday and came away with two tackles and a very big interception. That interception off of Dolphins quarterback to a tongue by Loa came with just over three minutes left in the first quarter on the Chiefs' side of the field in a one-score game. And so when you look at the conditions, you look at what the Dolphins were going through, it's kind of one of those games where they almost had to play perfect in order to pull off the upset. So that interception, a really big thing uh, in the course of this game. And ultimately, you know, you look at a first-quarter interception in a game, that ends 26 to seven say how big of a deal could that have been but if you think about it if the miami dolphins get points on the board there uh they've got a little bit of momentum they get a little bit of belief in themselves and perhaps that game turns out differently i'm not saying the dolphins win without that interception necessarily but certainly could change the dynamic of the game uh, at least a little bit it's exactly the kind of ability to make impact plays that i saw from mike edwards when he was with the tampa bay buccaneers that's what made him a fan favorite of the tampa bay buccaneers uh, unfortunately it also led him to basically pricing himself out when they were facing uh, some salary cap struggles after their Super Bowl runs uh, and all those things. So the commanders aren't going to have that issue. They're going to be able to pay Mike Edwards. And I'm not saying Mike Edwards is getting top safety money. I'm not saying he's going to you know, break the bank or anything like that, but they certainly don't have any cap issues that are to prevent them from potentially signing him if they do go after him. And he's a ball hawking type of safety who also doesn't mind getting dirty in the box. Uh, just kind of an all-around playmaker, really, that uh, is a good dude to have on your defense if you can get him. And I know that he'd be more than happy uh, to take a multi-year deal uh, to kind of stick in one place for for a little bit after bouncing uh, from Tampa to Kansas City if he does not return to the Kansas City Chiefs. On the Miami Dolphins side of things, I'm looking at defensive lineman Christian Wilkins. And this one, I'm going to be honest, this one kind of goes into the pipe dream uh, category of things. I actually reached out to uh, Kyle Krabs, locked on Dolphins, and asked him if, you know, pipe dream category was kind of realistic for Christian Williams. And he agreed that, you know, this is probably not a guy who's actually going to hit the open market. But while we have the opportunity to look at the Miami Dolphins free agency class and look at who might be coming up, I couldn't help but go after uh, Christian Wilkins in this conversation. If Washington can lure him uh, away, like they lured top, you know, executive target Adam Peters away from the 49ers, 
um, then it would be just another home run on top of home runs. Um, and, you know, home is what Wilkins refers to the Miami Dolphins as. So obviously he wants to stay. But the Miami Dolphins have a, have a, have a, have some troubles in their cap situation. They've got to do some salary cap gymnastics. We've seen teams do it year after year and all that stuff. Tua Tungabailoa may want a new deal uh, to prevent him from playing on his fifth-year option next year, uh, things like that. So security or a lack of security uh, could cause some problems here. And if Wilkins doesn't feel the love from the Miami Dolphins this offseason, the commanders have the resources to help him fall in love with the DMV. I would almost expect them, though, to franchise tag him and try to work on a deal into the new league year, though. Uh, that's how important Christian Wilkins has been for the Miami Dolphins. Only had three tackles on Saturday, so he might not have seemed as impactful if that's the only game you've really watched him in. But trust me, Christian Wilkins one of the best out there uh, doing it right now. Cowboys 32, Packers 48. I know a lot of you were watching that game. A lot of you very happy with the uh, the way it turned out. That score, 48-32, really not indicative of just how much of a lopsided game that was for the Green Bay Packers. And what made me really excited is when I saw Darnell Savage, the Packers safety, uh, returning an interception for a touchdown because I already had him on my list as the Green Bay Packers free agent uh, to know on this on, from this team. Uh, look, he missed time in 2023 due to some calf injuries. And we know here with the Washington Commanders, calf injuries can be annoying and nagging. Uh, but he had that pick six and four tackles against the Dallas Cowboys in a big time wild card win. Um, it, was, it was 27 nothing you know, after that pick six. And really, that was kind of the moment you felt like the Dallas Cowboys were dead in the water at that time. Speaking of those Dallas Cowboys, they're a free agent. This one's a little bit of a hot take. Running back Tony Pollard. Um, look, teams don't like to pay running backs right now. We've seen that. Uh, they let Ezekiel Elliott walk, even though they wanted to be a more run-focused team. And, you know, while Tony has certainly flashed and had his moments and even had his games where he's been a very impactful player, I don't think that he's turned into the running back that they thought they were going to get when they went ahead and let Ezekiel Elliott walk and then did not use prime draft capital on adding another running back. Um, so I just, I get the feeling, you know, with the Dallas Cowboys, they could just be, just be shifting, you know, directions altogether. They kind of have to stick with Dak Prescott because of that contract, but everywhere else, I think they might just be shifting directions. And if that happens and Tony Pollard could be looking for a new home. And if you don't bring Antonio Gibson back to Washington, you go from one Memphis tiger to another Memphis tiger, uh, Tony Pollard, 15 carries, 56 yards, seven catches, 29 yards and a rushing touchdown. Um, I don't think he would would look down at the opportunity to potentially get back at his old team if they don't uh, go ahead and do what it takes to bring him back. So we got one more game that's already been played, and we got two games that still have to be played on Monday night. Free agents from all six of those teams coming up on this episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The NFL regular season is all wrapped up, but there's still time for you to get in on the action this postseason with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers, you get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed whenever you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, whether you win or lose. On Monday, the Pittsburgh Steelers are 10-point underdogs on the road against the Buffalo Bills because they're finally going to play their game. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are two-and-a-half-point underdogs at home against the Philadelphia Eagles, despite receiver A.J. Brown missing the game and quarterback Jalen Hurts playing just a week after dislocating the middle finger on his throwing hand. Bet $5, and you will get $150 in bonus bets. They also have live same-game parlays. There's a new Explore tab to find new bets every day. Make your own parlay in the Parlay Hub, which is an amazingly popular way to play, uh, and even more. So visit FanDuel.com slash on and win your first bet, no matter what. FanDuel, official partner of the National Football League. We're having a 
These are our Locked On Commanders, our wild card weekend look at potential free agents coming up this offseason that the Washington Commanders could target. Looking now at the Detroit Lions, Los Angeles Rams games, the Lions come out with a 24 to 23 win in the Goff, Stafford, Bull. And from the Lions side of things, Craig Reynolds, their running back, was actually the guy that I was looking at. Um, you know, look, his first three seasons in, his, in the NFL came in Washington starting in 2019. So he could be a guy that you look to return to the franchise. Not a totally dynamic player in a way that's that's completely separate from Brian Robinson. Uh, you like a guy like Chris Rodriguez, but with David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs in Detroit, Reynolds just simply is not going to get uh, much burn there. We love Chris Rodriguez uh, personally, but a new coaching staff is likely going to want to bring in competition. They're not just going to hand Chris Rodriguez that second running back job. So I'd expect competition brought in. Certainly, uh, you know, if, if Reynolds goes looking for another opportunity to potentially climb up a depth chart, this is one that he could potentially climb up of or climb up in. Wouldn't hate a backfield, honestly, that consists of Brian Robinson Jr., Tony Pollard, Chris Rodriguez Jr., and Craig Reynolds. Like, that's a really good backfield to me. I don't know if you keep four running backs, but, you know, look, you let those guys battle it out. You find your top two or three and you roll with it um, as long as the offense coordinator is actually going to use running backs in 2024. Um, Reynolds had seven snaps on offense on, on Sunday. Uh, 10 on special teams. So if you didn't notice him, you know, it's not really a big surprise, but it's actually just one more reason why he might go looking for employment elsewhere this offseason. Los Angeles Rams. I was looking at cornerback Akello Witherspoon. Um, he's bounced around a bit. Started with San Francisco, went to Pittsburgh, ended up with the Rams, uh, tied with a career high of three interceptions this regular season, had a 73.7 coverage grade this season, mostly in zone, uh, not really great in man coverage. So scheme is obviously going to be a big determining factor on whether or not he's a real fit. Uh, 55 snaps in the wild card loss, had two tackles in the losing effort for the Los Angeles Rams. So those are the games that have been played, but there are two games that still have to be played here on Monday um, as wild card weekend wraps up. Buffalo Bills hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers, Tampa Bay Buccaneers hosting the Philadelphia Eagles. And for the Pittsburgh Steelers side of things, I'm looking at cornerback Levi Wallace. There's there's not a lot of options on the Steelers roster, to be quite honest with you, but Levi Wallace should get some matchups against Stephon Diggs. So it's a really good opportunity to watch a guy who's going up against one of the best receivers in the NFL, even if his production has been down, even if the attitude hasn't been great, uh, still one of the better receivers in the NFL. So getting a look at Levi Wallace against him, certainly an opportunity that you don't want to pass up. Another guy that plays mostly in zone, plays well mostly in zone especially. Um, so again, another guy that's scheme you know, specific. If, if the commander switched to a defense that's heavy in man, then obviously Keller Witherspoon, uh, Levi Wallace, probably going to come off that list. Buffalo Bills. I'm looking at another return guy, right? Tim Settle, defensive lineman. I know a lot of Commanders fans were not, you know, happy to see him leave in the first place. Uh, his contract with Buffalo is coming up at the end of the season. So defensive line issues were depth issues were an issue for the Commanders this season. So bringing back a guy like Settle to compete to be a part of that rotation uh, could be a really good move. If Washington moves to an odd front, I could actually see Tim Settle moving from a defensive tackle to a defensive end role in, say, a 3-4 type of alignment, uh, which I think he could be really good at. For the Philadelphia, I'm looking at Quez Watkins, wide receiver, who at one point in time was really looked at as an up-and-comer, looked at as a guy that was probably going to have a really steady role with Philadelphia Eagles offense. They trade for A.J. Brown. He starts dropping some passes here and there, and suddenly uh, he's just kind of a non-factor. He is He's potentially going to be a factor against Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Monday night with A.J. Brown out. Um, but, you know, if, if he's looking for another opportunity, which I can't imagine, he's happy being buried on that depth chart in Philadelphia. So I imagine he's going to want to go uh, elsewhere and try to find a job somewhere else. He's got uh, the the potential need for a change of scenery. And then he's also got that deep speed that I think every NFL team kind of covets. And if you've got a wide receiver coach and offense coordinator that really thinks they can kind of make it work with them where the Philadelphia Eagles weren't able to, 
then you might take the chance on him. He's not going to be super expensive. So you add him in there, you let him come in to be, you know, maybe your fourth receiver, depending on what they do. You know, if it's Terry, Jahan, and, you know, Deami Brown, then you, you have him come in for that challenge for that third or fourth spot. Uh, and he's much happier probably doing that than settling for like the fifth spot uh, in Philadelphia. And for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, this is a guy that if he, if he does, if we get wind that he is going to hit the open market, I feel like he's going to be a name we're going to talk a lot about this offseason. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a linebacker, Devin White, uh, number five overall pick the year he came out of the NFL or came out in the NFL draft. One of the key components to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Super Bowl run, like I know everybody talks about Tom Brady, but if really, if you really go back to that playoff run, uh, the defense really stood up, especially against Kansas City Chiefs, holding Patrick Mahomes and that offense nine points. Never going to be easy. Devin White was a massive, massive part of that. Um, but there's some there's some uh, drawbacks. He's not viewed as a great locker room guy. Uh, he's kind of been known to loaf on certain plays. He's been known to voice his complaints when he's not playing really good football or the team's not doing really well. But, uh, you know, his athletic upside is off the charts. He's one of the best linebackers in the NFL when he's playing at peak performance. Uh, you might have to overpay a little bit up front because there are going to be people who want to overpay for that athleticism. But if the contract is built right, and what I mean by that is easy to escape if his personality outweighs his play, which we've seen before. Um, just don't make him the face of the franchise, man. I kind of look at it at what the 49ers did with Chase Young. Like Chase Young, you know, in Washington, he's 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 a, a franchise leader, whether you want him to be or not. And, you know, his his personality kind of conflicted with what there was, was going on in the locker room and what was going on with the coaching staff. And, you know, he was criticized for taking plays off, for not doing what he was, was told to do, uh, you know, playing within the scheme, things like that. He goes to San Francisco. He's no longer the star. Now, certainly people know who Chase Young is, right? But he's he's a star among other stars. You bring Devin White here. Just don't put him on the posters, man. Just don't put him, you know, in the commercials. Like, just just tell him to come here, be a linebacker, keep his head down, keep his nose clean, uh, and go out there and do his job. Probably a one-year prove-it deal or maybe like a two- or three-year deal that's really heavy in the guarantees up front so that, again, if you need to move on from him quickly, you can. Um, and, you know, if you get a one-year deal and he does well and he gets paid somewhere else, maybe you get a 2026 cop pick. Uh, you know, the thing about Devin and, and, you know, I've been covering his career with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers since he got in the NFL. I remember talking back, you know, talking to him at the combine when he's coming out of college. Really liked the dude. You know what I mean? Like really liked Devin. Uh, would, would, you know, would enjoy kicking out in my backyard, you know, having a barbecue or or something like that. Like, but he's just he's he's definitely rubbed some people wrong in that Buccaneers locker room um, in a way that you don't want to have happen in Washington. But that talent is really, really hard to deny. So, again, if this staff is strong enough and if they feel like they can get what they need out of him and give him an opportunity to maybe come in, not be, you know, that franchise face and all that stuff, just be a dude who goes to work every day, um, certainly is someone that we're going to talk about if we get wind that the Buccaneers are not going to be bringing him back after this season. So that's our wild card free agency preview. We got our first real deep free agent preview of the year. We've got plenty more free agent conversation to come up throughout the season. Um, but come back tomorrow. We'll talk about whatever breaking news is coming out. We'll get back up to date on our coaching interview watch. We'll update the list from last week, and we'll take an updated list of what's going on in the NFL playoffs, where we hope to be covering Washington Commanders football this time next year. In the meantime, you got questions or comments, throw them down in the YouTube comment section or text me directly by becoming a lock insider at jointsubtext.com slash commanders. As always, thank you for making Locked On Commanders your first listen of the day every day. Every day, thanks for coming through on a regular basis like you do. Thank you so much for making me a part of your day, part of your routine. Until we speak again, please, if you're out and about, be safe, be kind. See you next time for another episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.